You're listening to the Dreamer in the Details podcast with me, Dylan Ferlano. I'm an entrepreneur, photographer, and your biggest cheerleader along this journey. I'll be here with some of my favorite bloggers, influencers, business owners, and more to help you dream bigger and get all of the details on how to make those dreams come true. Think of this as your personal invitation to our group chat. We're so excited to have you. So today on the podcast, we have Christy. Hi, Christy. Thanks so much for coming on. Hi, thank you for having me. So I love to tell the story of how Christy and I met because I feel like it is the story that I always need to hear over and over again about persistence and kind of waiting for things to to come through. So I had pitched Christy in like the spring of 2021 and had sent her this email being like, I love your style, you're a local lifestyle blogger, fairly local, and I would love to work together. And she emailed me back and was like, yeah, that would be great, but I'm not ready yet. Email me in a couple months, basically. And I was like, oh man, she's so cool. That's the nicest way to let somebody down, right? Is to be like, I'll talk to you in three months. And then three months comes and they don't answer the email. But I was like, she said, email her in three months. So then next quarter, I send her another email. Hi, Christy, like just checking in. And then she emails me back and she's like, thanks so much for checking in. It's, you know, but I'm not ready yet. Email me in three months. (laughs) <laughs> and we do it again. We do it again. It comes so up long to con. Yeah, 2022. I get a DM. I remember it was winter. It was dark outside. I was standing in my kitchen. I get a DM from Christy and she's like, I'm ready. And I was shocked to my core because I was like, this girl is just trying to like ghost me very kindly into oblivion. But you weren't. <laughs> And we had an excellent shoot together. We so talk fun. now regularly or somewhat regularly, you know, I've yeah. found your business. Like we really connected and had a great time. And I just always like to remind people and remind myself that pitching does work. And sometimes people really do mean it when they say, I'm not ready yet, but I will be. So just like keep going and keep at it. So I'm so glad that it all worked out for us. Yeah, no, absolutely. And honestly, I think about that situation from the flip side where like I I haven't done, at least in my business, I haven't done as much pitching, um, but I used to do pitching, you know, when I was trying to do collaborations for my blog. And it's just a good reminder that, you know, being persistent is not, don't just assume it's pushy. And I guess also totally. I'm always telling people, please nag me and don't feel like you're nagging me because <laughs> I'm the kind of person that needs you to put it back at the top of my to-do list. So do not feel badly. You are doing me a favor. <laughs> so <laughs> just depends on the person. Totally. Yeah. Can you actually take us back to when you first talk about the blog a little bit, when you first started the blog, your brand, Classically Christy, all that good stuff? Yeah. So it's so... You know, I really, I was thinking about this in the shower this morning um, because it's a really weird story. And also I should really reach out to my friend, Chris, because like oddly, it was one of my guy friends from high school that really pushed me to start Classically Christy. And I didn't, we were still talking when I was in college, I guess, like the end of my college career. And he really pushed me to like start an Instagram because he said, people would love your style. You should share it. And at that time I was sewing and making my own clothes and doing stuff. And he was like, if you don't have time to launch it, I'll launch it for you and I'll post for you. And I was like, I don't think that's possible. Um, So I wound up 
you know, launching my own Instagram for Classically Christy and it kind of grew slowly. And then it really started to kick off when I got involved with Lily Pulitzer and started wearing their stuff. But I noticed that what really pushed the blog forward was just being really authentic and sharing random moments. Like my first post where I really quote unquote made it was when I had a picture of me running up the street when we lived in Maniunk with this giant box of Popeye's fried chicken. And I'm just, you can tell on my face, I'm thrilled. This is the best day of my life. And it was just like that post was like the beginning of major growth, which is kind of, you know, I have it all I owe it all to Popeyes and my friend Chris from high school. <laughs> um, I love that. Just, I know. It's so random. And like, I'm, I just, I'll never forget when he was like, I'll post for you. And I was like, how are you going to do that? Like, <laughs> that is not possible. Um, and he just, he just kept on me to like do it. And, you know, I didn't, I was like, no one's going to care. And I still sometimes when I share things, I'm like, no one's going to care, but it is how I'm feeling or it is what I'm doing. So might as well share. And then, you know, they don't, someone always cares about something, whether it's a tip that they find really helpful or they just like, thank you for saying that I've been feeling this or wow, I can relate or, you know, whatever the case may be. So I'm always shocked by what, um, connects with people, but I also don't really, I constantly tell people I'm like a self-proclaimed lazy blogger because I'm not chasing after like views or likes or I'm really just sharing my life. And sometimes I share more and sometimes I share less because I'm sad or <laughs> I just have stuff going on and I'm not available. But it's nice because it's just tailored to my life and I like to share my life with other people and then learn about them as well. And like there's so many people I've met digitally that I then met in person or I still keep in touch with just through Instagram or email. So it's just a really cool experience to be able to build your own community. Yeah. And I feel like everybody, if they're listening and they aren't familiar with your classically Christy style, they have to go on and check out your style because you have the most unique and fun style of, I feel like anyone I've ever worked with. And it's just, <laughs> it's so, you are exactly the same person as you are on the page, as you are off. And your style is just such a great reflection of that. So Y'all need to go check out some of Christie's looks with the feathers and the flowers and the oh my color. Gosh, I love the feathers. I forget. I was in a I bought something. Oh, I bought um a crystal. It looks like a martini glass, but it's a clutch. And I bought it the other day and the sales associate was looking at me and I was like, I think this is fun. This is totally impractical. Nothing fits in this, but I think this is fun. And really, that's what I'm in it for, having a good time. It's all about me. Like, I'm not, <laughs> as we sit here, I'm wearing a full jumpsuit with giant cat faces on it. You know, yes, it makes me happy. Right. Yeah, it makes, it brings me joy. And that's like what I, that's what I'm gunning for. So I have gotten the occasional, like, oh, wow, that's wild. And I'm like, well, you don't have to wear it. So. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of building your own community, you yeah. also have your own business yes. um, that is separate from your lifestyle blogging, fashion blogging at Classically Christy. Can you yeah. talk me through Creative Consulting Exchange? I feel like I was there. I kind of watched it like come into the world. We were kind of right. We met right before that was kind of fully launching. Yeah. For you. So I'd love to hear about getting it started. When did it start? What do you do? All that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So... 
I think the tie-in thread is really that creating community because that's something that in some way, shape, or form I've been pursuing personally and professionally. I love community. And I think maybe it comes a lot from growing up in a cul-de-sac and all my neighbors were boys. And I did not find that to be a real community vibe because I did not really hang out with them. So I felt like, you know, I was on an island. I couldn't get anywhere without a car. And then I think that made me really treasure community and being able to know people in your town and in your area or in your space online, whatever the case may be, and have those really strong relationships and networks. So um, I, you know, after working in fundraising for, I guess, around 10 years, I'm terrible with dates, but let's just say 10 years, I was getting a little bit Demoralized might be somewhat dramatic, but we'll use that word. Demoralized with, you know, the way that fundraising was being conducted and the way that, you know, having worked in for profits and retail and events, you know, also the way that sales was working. And I felt like there was such an opportunity in both for profit and nonprofit sectors to really get back to the basics and embrace community and client relationships and authenticity and strategic partnerships and these things that really do drive revenue, but they also build better business. Um, and all of that is growing a community. So I was at my last job, you know, I worked, I worked really hard to get a director of advancement role at a local nonprofit. And I was so proud that I got it. I felt like that was finally a role I wanted. And then I was there for a year and just the administrative situation was really not working. And, you know, I feel like you should always, you know, know what you deserve. And if a situation is not good for you mentally, professionally, personally, whatever the case may be, you don't have to stay. So I didn't. I left and I was thrilled. I got a new job um, at another nonprofit and I was there for then that was really the beginning of the end in terms of me working for other people because it really just opened my eyes more to the fact that these changes I really wanted to make in my community and in these sectors, those were not going to happen with me employed somewhere. That really needed to be something that I was helping push out through connections with for-profit and nonprofit entities. So I started the company <laughs> I tried to start it around my birthday in 2021, but I messed up my paperwork like four times. So it wasn't until Christmas that I was finally approved, all good with the state, you're a business, yay. Um, and then our photo shoot together was really, you know, I wanted to have that credibility of, you know, this is me, this isn't my hobby, this is now my business. Um, but even in 2022, I thought I'll stick it out in this job and I'll do this business. I'll grow it on the side and that'll be, you know, yeah, it's serious, but it'll still be on the side. And then I made it, you know, I guess to around April, I got COVID. I didn't have vacation time. I, I didn't have vacation time. I didn't have sick time because I was so new in the business. I didn't have anything. And the, the structure, just the whole situation, I thought, wow, you know, if I worked for myself, I could be kind to myself and take a sick day. But, you know, I'm working for this organization that I don't have sick time. I don't have vacation. So I just have to work through COVID. It was terrible. Um, and I just thought, no, life is too short. And I knew that I was going to be moving to Texas. So I just thought, let's 
you know, pull the cord now. We're jumping out of the plane. We're doing it. So I was sad because to leave because I had the best manager um, above me. She was she's amazing, Kate. Um, so I was sad to leave because I was sad to leave her, but, and I learned a lot from her, but I was so excited to go to just kind of like feet to the fire, make this happen or not. And thankfully it's happened. So I do consulting for social media marketing and fundraising, not necessarily all of them combined. Every client is doing, you know, one of those things, two of those things, all three of those things. Um, I have the coolest opportunity in my opinion because i work with a fashion designer i've worked with a realtor a mortgage lender i've worked you know i have a nonprofit client um a boutique vacation rental property so just you know as a salon so much diversity so the challenges are really different and engaging and they get me excited and it's fun to sit down at my computer most days um sometimes i get sick of the computer but i love the work because i'm seeing real change for my clients we're growing not just sales not just one-off you know sell the sweater sell the widget but real relationships that are you know taking their business whether it's for profit or nonprofit, to the next level they're getting more support they're getting more word of mouth they're laying a foundation for future work. So that's what it's really about is building those relationships, whether whether we're talking about donor relationships or customer relationships. In both those scenarios, you want someone who loves your story and loves your brand, your mission so much that they come back and they bring friends and they believe in you and your success is their success and you want them tied in that closely. And it's so cool to see that happen for my clients it's you know i'm i think everyone says this but i'm like your success is my success like i am dogged about this work you know sometimes i think i push harder than my clients are ready for themselves but i see that they are right there and i just really want that for them so it's such a cool opportunity to finally be able to do that and also bring that best practice element back into the fold and talk about how can we be fundraising better um, more inclusively, or how can we be selling in a way that is also benefiting our community as well as our own bottom line? So I, I, you know, I'm sure if I was a, you know, whatever job I'd ever have, I would have you convinced is the best job ever. That's just my personality. But, <laughs> but I really feel like this is the best job ever. You definitely would have anybody convinced about anything being the best job ever. That is so true. But um, talking about your relationships, I know I definitely feel that way in the relationship that we have. And I know that you recently moved to Texas for yes. a year. So I'd love for you to talk about, one, the backstory behind that. And two, I'm sure there had to be some fears around that. Your business is based in the Lehigh Valley of Pennsylvania. That's where your your clients are. And then all of a sudden you're going to be in Texas. And like, yeah. just the thought process around that, maybe the fears, overcoming those fears, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So I knew, I knew this was coming. Um, my husband is in, is a orthopedic surgeon and he matched here in Houston, Texas to do a final, an extra year of training fellowship to specialize in adult reconstruction. So I knew we were coming. It's the weirdest thing because we are only here for one year. So 
by the time I have it figured out here, we will be leaving again, which is so bizarre. Um, so we just got here in July. We'll be home in the Valley August 1st of next year. Um, and yeah, I knew it was coming. So I figured in my mind, most of what I do, I can absolutely do remotely. I mean, even when I be working with clients at home, people are just so busy. We were connecting a lot via phone or Zoom or text. And, you know, the way I see my role is I work with a lot of people that I am greasing the wheels or clearing the obstacles, you know, like for example, Laura Bly, she's a fashion designer. She really shouldn't be sitting on her computer marketing her events. You know, she needs to be designing and, and sewing and selling her merchandise. Um, so for me to be able to kind of clear the path for her and take care of event planning and social media marketing, partnership opportunities, that lets her do what her real passion is and why she started her business. So I can do a lot of that without being in person. Um, so I just kind of hoped that I'd be able to do the bulk of my work remotely and that no one would really care. And it's just one year. It'll go by quick. That's kind of what I told myself while also thinking realistically, I will likely lose some clients because our projects will be over and I don't expect everyone to renew right away. That that doesn't really make the most sense. And I do try to set my clients up. Everything we do is with an eye for sustainability so that you shouldn't have to work with me forever. You know, you should, we should be learning and growing together so that if you want to take it on or bring in a full-time person to, to run these things, we grow together, that you should be able to do that. And I give all my clients everything we put together um, for them to, to take into the future. So I just kind of figured I would, you know, fudge my way through the year and I am totally bloom where you're planted. So I was ready to scrap together something. Um, but weirdly and delightfully. It's been going very well. I have taken on more clients from the Lehigh Valley since I've been here in Texas. Um, I used to joke that I was going to just vacation for a year here and that is not happening. So I'm <laughs> very busy, but I love it. I do. Um, and when I do get a chance, I'll just sneak out to the pool. But it's been a really cool experience to see that, you know, those relationships that I grew in the Valley, that's a large reason why people are happy to talk about working together without an in-person meeting because that trust that I built and that credibility in our area. Um, and I've even done some, you know, small influencer partnerships here in this community in Houston. So I think that's just something because I really believe in the power of those relationships that that's why people want to work together. And that's what I want to bring. That's what I do bring to my client relationships as well, not just to grow strength in our relationship between me and the client, but help them to take that and use that to build their own strong relationships for their business. So it ha has been a very odd experience. The most challenging part is even though we are one hour different, I still get confused about the time difference and wake up in a panic or I don't know. I'm always concerned about this one hour. I actually now like instead of just waking up at seven, I'm like, if it's 613, I feel like I'm late because everyone else that I'm talking to, it's 713 where they are. So I'm constantly panicked because I'm an hour behind, <laughs> even though of course I'm an hour behind. I can't help it. So yeah, it's a, it's a journey for sure. Can you offer us maybe some advice about starting to build 
relationships within your community now that I don't want to say COVID is over because it certainly isn't, but now that there are some in-person things happening again, I feel like it can be really hard to break into your community and to try to get those relationships going when you're starting from nothing. Do you have any advice for people who want what you're talking about, but aren't sure how to go after it? Yeah, I think, you know, some of it has to do with your level of comfortability. I am the kind of person that if I'm in Target and I just, I don't know, if someone's wearing something I like or if we're both looking at the same candle, I do, unless I'm in a really bad mood, I generally just kind of chit chat with people because I don't, because why not, you know, I'm not saying anything mean, you know, most of the time I'm like, oh, I love your shoes or, oh my gosh, doesn't this smell good? Or, you know, like if we're talking about candles, that was kind of a random (laughs) comment without that. But, you know, like I just, if you're comfortable, just striking up a conversation is so nice. And there's so many opportunities to do that in our own communities. You know, if you're at a restaurant and you're getting, if you go there all the time, get to know the people that work there. You know, my favorite place to hang out in the Lehigh Valley has been Zest because I know almost everyone that works there, maybe not now, but, you know, um, some people have left, but they're my real friends. You know, I would go out with them after their shift. You know, I knew what was up in their lives. And if they needed some, you know, if they were looking to get into a new job, I'd keep my ear to the ground. Or if I was looking for a new job, I'd go to Zest and sit at the bar and see if they had any leads. So just talking with people. And I think, you know, I, I remember I said this when I was on a podcast for Leah Valley Style, and we were talking about if people want to grow their blog or partnerships, you know, how can they do that? And it's not just pitching. It's not just reaching out to people online. It's also meeting them in person. So like, it's easier to meet someone in person, make an impact and then message them and say, Hey, you know, here's what I was thinking. We could collaborate in this way. You really got to get out there and meet the people. I think, you know, I'm part of junior league. I'm part of BW nicely high Valley, um, which has great networking opportunities. I go to, you know that saying, uh, like, oh, they would go to anything. They'd go to the opening of a box of crackers. Like, <laughs> that's not a bad thing. I go to any, like, community event where there's, like, free snacks or drinks or music. You know, I go and I try to, like, meet the people and, and ask, you know, oh, th- I love that you opened this restaurant. Tell me, like, what's up? You know, like, how did you get to this point? And not only are you learning, so it's a great opportunity to learn from other people in their business, but you're establishing those friendships. You know, when FNA Grog House in the Lehigh Valley opened, I was so excited to meet everyone there. Um, and and that's where I did like my impromptu going away party. So uh, it's just, just feel comfortable complimenting people and asking questions. And listen, we're all adults, right? If they're like, this person's weird, they just won't engage with you and then you can kindly bow out. <laughs> but there's no harm in being friendly. And that's really, that's how you get people to really connect with you. And I think say your name in the right rooms because they know you're just a friendly, kind person. You're genuine. Um, and that sticks with people because that's not, you know, maybe unfortunately, that's not just a, you know, norm these days. So. Right. And people want to do business with people they like. Right. And I feel like that gets lost. So yeah. often. Like we want to work with people who make it not feel like work. We want to totally. have fun working. And I think that gets lost. 
Um, so speaking of fun, I think my last question for you is what are we looking at for the future? You've got what, like eight more months in Texas to come back to the Lehigh Valley. Mm-hmm. What is creative consulting exchange or classically Christie, whichever or both. What are we really <laughs> excited about for 2023? I'm hoping because I do not really want to be held re- accountable for this, but I'm hoping that I will <laughs> no accountability on this one, but I will throw it out there. I really do want to get back into writing blogs on my classically Christie website. The the best things personally, in my opinion, that I did on that website were talk about the experience of having a spouse in the medical field, because that is a unique journey with unique obstacles. And I know that that was helpful for people. Um, So I want to, you know, get back to that. And I think it's doable. Um, And then for Creative Consulting Exchange, I am really just looking, I don't want to say I'm just looking to grow because more, more clients is not you know, more better for me, as it were. I want to just continue. I've been fortunate that the people that I work with and the organizations I work with, I truly believe in and I love and it is exciting. And I know that I'm having a positive impact and they're getting where they want to go. And I want that to continue to be the case. Um, So I am once I get my feet back on Bethlehem soil, I am looking to do more in-person things. I have great intentions to, right now I have a virtual membership to Ventrex Bethlehem, but I want to make that a real membership so that clients can have events there. I can have events there and really do more. I want, because I think that something that would be exciting is to be able to talk about influencer topics and how we can showcase our community. And I can host those things at Venturex. It's such a gem of a location in our area. Um, I'm going to continue to do killer fashion shows with Laura Bly. We, they just get better and better every time. It pains me to not be there in person for the, the two that I'm missing, but it's been amazing. And it's just only going up. And I guess when I look at my future a little bit longer than this one year. Um, You know, one day I really want to have my own brick and mortar shop. I love uh, curating items that I like, and I do have a very eclectic, wild style. Um, You absolutely do. (laughs) And I would love to share that with other people. And I think that something I love is, you know, homegrown, locally made, like all that stuff. You know, here in Houston, I shop a lot of the makers markets, which is so cool. And there's one down the street that I would love to kind of use as my my inspiration where it's a nonprofit and makers have their, you know, little setups within it. Um, And it's so cool. And that would totally be something I'd love to bring to the Valley where it gives small artisans an opportunity to have a brick and mortar element to their business and get more exposure. And, you know, just, I think there's nothing better than showcasing the talents of other people. It's so rewarding and it's the right thing to do. So we've all heard it here first, right? So you're going to blog every week and open a store. Yeah. And when we do a check-in this time next year, it's all happening. Oh, I believe sure, it. yeah. <laughs> everything, everything I will does. say the last time I was on a podcast, which makes it sound like it's happened so many times. It's only, this is my, actually, wait, this is my third. I almost thought it was two. But the last time I was on one, it was when I said to Kristen for Lehigh Valley Style, I was like, so 
you heard it here first, like I'm starting a business. By the time this airs, my business will be a thing. And that was the first like public acknowledgement that it was going to happen that I made. But I also banked on the fact that not a lot of people would listen right away to that podcast. <laughs> um, so I will kind of bank on that same thing unless everyone flocks to this. Hopefully people aren't like, Chrissy, where's the store? But that's like my 10-year plan. I think that'd be amazing. That would be amazing. And I, between your style and your personality, I just everybody would want to be in that store all the time. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And can you tell everybody your handles, the website, whatever you want to share with people as to how they can follow along with mm -hmm. your business and your journey and yes. your great fashion sense? <laughs> Absolutely. So, I, of course, I picked the most – well, my name's tricky for some people to spell. And then Creative Consulting Exchange is almost the entire alphabet. So we'll go slow. Um, all my style is on classically Christy, so classically spelled correctly. Christy, C H R I S T E. So you can just at classically Christy. Um, and then I have my website linked in my bio. I'm the same name, classically Christy, on Instagram and Facebook. That's all style. Every once in a while, I'll also talk about, you know, uh, causes that I'm supporting that I think other people should support and stuff like that. Um, and then my business is Creative Consulting Exchange. All those words are spelled correctly, except consulting starts with a K because my last name is Konopitsky, which is also <laughs> 8 million letters. I, you know, I'm glad I don't have to take the SATs with my married name because it would be miserable. Oh <laughs> like, so yeah, Creative Consulting Exchange on Instagram and Facebook. And then that's all linked. Uh, my websites are the same, classicallychristy.com, creativeconsultingexchange.com. So once you get those things spelled correctly, you should definitely be able to find me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And we will be following along. So excited. Christy, thank you so, so much. And I just can't wait to see what 2023 brings for you. Oh, yeah. Wait, I should have mentioned. We'll obviously be doing another photo shoot, but <laughs> that's, on my, that's on my docket as well for when I get back. Oh, yes. All right. Everyone note that at the end here. Yeah. Photo hold shoot. me accountable. <laughs> that, that you can hold me accountable to. That will definitely happen. <laughs> Excellent. August, September 2023. There'll be yes. more, more photos with pink blazers, champagne. Hopefully Marin will show up. Yeah. Oh, more great. fringe. More, for, more for always more fringe. Yes. You're the best, Christy. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you so much for having me. listening to another episode of the dreamer in the details podcast we're so glad to have you here with us you can always listen to us on apple podcasts spotify or any other place you get your favorite podcasts you can always leave a review and if you want to get in touch with me you can find me on my website at dylaninthedetails.com or on instagram at dylaninthedetails thanks so much and we'll see you next time